Welcome to Sunny Bitcoin. In this episode, I have as my guest Satvik, the co-founder of Unocoin, one of the oldest Indian crypto exchanges, which started in 2013. We discussed Unocoin's now almost eight-year journey, the products they offer, the investors they have on board, and Satvik's cautious approach to regulation in India and also to crypto prices. I really enjoyed this conversation with Satvik, and I hope you do too. So I know Satvik since uh, 2014, and Satvik is the second oldest uh, crypto founder in India. The oldest is Mahin, my co-founder at uh, Zepay. <laughs> But since we are not a part of Zepay anymore, Satvik, you hold the title of the current oldest crypto exchange founder in India. Satvik, thank you for coming on Sunny Bitcoin. Yeah, thank you. Nice to nice to talk to you today. So Satvik, tell us a little bit about your background. What got you involved in crypto and Bitcoin, and how did you start Unocoin? Yeah, so I did my MBA from uh, Melbourne University in two thousand eight. Just after that, I got into a partnership firm with my brother, offering custom scripting services in a virtual world called Second Life. So it's like a three D environment where uh, everyone, people log in, they see themselves as an avatar. So every other avatar they meet is like there is a real person behind it, and people have various things to do. It, it could be creating textures, building uh, some houses or offices, uh, building clubs, or maybe constructing games. So things like that. So what I used to do was let's say if someone is building a house, I used to script the automation scripts for them, or the automation system for them. If someone is constructing a game, I made the game to work. So in in other words, if you remember like how things used to be in the Flash days, you know Adobe Flash, uh, where uh, the scripter had to you know individually script individual items in that Flash animation, so all of them will work in tandem. So it's something like that. So we 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 script, we put the scripts and make six individual objects in Second Life to work. So all of them actually achieve something. In total, so yeah, I did for I did it for about four years um, or so, and the way we earn money in Second Life is through Linden dollars, which is a closed loop currency in it, and the way I had to get that money to India was through PayPal. So the the moment money hits PayPal, they used to charge me about three point nine percent, and there is another three percent conversion fees uh, when they convert the remaining American dollars into Indian rupees. So I kind of losing about seven percent of uh, the money. Uh, month on month for four years, and that that quite started to add up, and that's when I started to look at what are the alternative options that exist to make a transaction from one country to one country more efficient. Because I could very clearly see that uh, it is just the numbers going from one database to one database and money getting siphoned off. So yeah, that made uh, me stumble upon Bitcoin as one of the options, and and uh, at that time there was not much activity. For Bitcoin at all, there was one star, one meetup happening uh, in that weekend, and when I went there, that's where I met Sunny. I mean, you not not you, Sunny, but there is another Sunny, one of our co-founders as well, Sunny Ray. So uh, he he is uh, he was the organizer of the meetup, and he had put up meetup so to get some like-minded people because it's very difficult to. Uh, find someone who have some interest because it's like very very fragmented and very few people in the entire country. Which year is uh, this? So this was all in two thousand early two thousand thirteen, two thousand twelve to two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Um, so to talk about Sunny, he was a electrical engineer from University of Toronto, and he was working for a robotics company uh, in Canada, and he was building the Indian market for them. 
So he has seen some crypto activity when he was in Canada, but the moment he was moved to India, uh, there was like nothing. And he thought maybe there's the, the only way he can meet someone is to organize some kind of meetup and such. So yeah, the, I started going to these meetups every uh, every weekend uh, that was happening. And 2013 is also one of the very interesting year for Bitcoin when you see the price. So it has gone up from $16 all the way up to $1,050. And the way the price of Bitcoin increases, there are more and more people coming in. It, it's, it was kind of every weekend, it was a mini conference. Uh, kind of thing. So uh, there are, there were some meetups where we crossed 100 people uh, coming there. So uh, and then while we could tell great things about uh, about Bitcoin, there was no really well organized way for people to buy Bitcoin, right? Uh, so at that time, uh, people started to bring some some money in duffel bags or pocket and hope that someone else who is there mined Bitcoin, they could exchange and such. And me and Sunny and uh, two other present co-founders for Unocoins. We, we felt that's not the way the transaction should be happening. Maybe let us try to do something more similar to uh, Coinbase, right? So, and then, uh, for example, US had Coinbase, then Europe had Bitstamp, Japan, Mount Cox was still alive. So, uh, in India don't have that yet. So, that was the idea when we, when we thought, oh, okay, let's put together a platform for, you know, simple buy and sell operation and give us the give them the wallet services so that you know the people who don't know much about crypto as well can uh, find uh, it easier to actually get involved in it so at that time when we started i think the bitcoin prices was more uh, you know maybe 30000 rupees i guess <laughs> golden days but yeah uh, so uh, and because i had a bunch of programmers with me due to my previous business right so I pulled together three of them uh, out and said, this is what we are trying to do. And they were quite quick. So they were able to put together the platform in just about uh, three months or so. So we launched the Unocoin. So Unocoin, actually, it was a name. Uh, it's a domain name Sunny had and where he was, uh, yeah, Sunny Ray had, <laughs> where he was. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you have uh, to clarify for the audience uh, all the time. <laughs> no, the, 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 I mean, see, you should not be calling yourself Sunny, you're Sandeep, okay? Uh, when I'm talking about Sunny, his actual name is Sunny. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing out of 10 people, there were two Sunnies and I just decided to take up Sunny. Well, my actual nickname <laughs> Name is Sunny, you know, so. <laughs> but go ahead. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I was talking about the the platform uh, that I put together, right? So, uh, with, and we launched it in a global Bitcoin conference, which is uh, a conference also organized by us. From what I know, it was first or second of the conference in entire Asia to do anything with with Bitcoin. So, uh, yeah. At that time, we also invited a lot of not only normal delegates and guests uh, and press we also invited uh, people from rbi we wrote letters to everyone sending them uh, invitations it cbi and then we did for i think uh, crime department uh, i mean actually harish is the one who take who, who took care of these things but i think sebi as well and what's the best thing is they turned up Okay, so so that was like the amazing thing. So even they wanted to learn because uh, I mean they knew about Bitcoin. That's something called Bitcoin, but this was like an official invite for for them to just come and see like what exactly is going on. And there were some of the officials who were doing notes of maybe some 20, 30 pages <laughs> because everything was available in one place. And that time, you know, it, it was obviously not that popular. Uh, it was only some geeks talking about everything at uh, code level. 
Okay, so who is talking the business sense, like how things work in more common English? Um, so yeah, the, the that particular that particular uh, conference became a, a wonderful platform uh, for the same, and yeah, there there we launched uh, Unocoin. Uh, so the, the simple buy and sell platform for Indians to easily get KYC verified and uh, use their money from their bank account to send it to us and get the Bitcoin. And we started seeing registrations on first day, few, 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 maybe few dozens of it. But I think within one month or so, we had close to more than few hundreds of registrations, right? So we knew the, I mean, we didn't really know that that kind of interest exists, but it was a plus, first platform and uh, you know it was exciting to witness it, yeah. What an amazing uh, journey. Talking <laughs> about that era in 2013-14 seems like we're talking about something that's happening 20-30 years back, right? And uh, also for the audience, just see the intent of the first entrepreneurs in the crypto space uh, like uh, Satvik. They actually invited every possible government department out there because all the crypto entrepreneurs wanted to build a legit business and believed in the product that it's a legit product, which is, of course, now time has proven it's true. But to have that foresight in 2013, it might seem obvious in hindsight, but not at that time. So so kudos to you. <laughs> I do remember that crypto conference. Of course, I was not a part of uh, the crypto industry at that time because I joined the crypto industry in 2014. But I remember you and Mahin, you had invited Mahin as well, uh, my co-founder mm. in Zeppe. And, uh, yeah. you know, geeks like y'all, trying to explain Bitcoin. <laughs> that, that was fun. I, I think those videos are still there on YouTube somewhere. Uh, sure, it, it is still there. Yeah, that's right. And 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 that was actually my first conference, uh, which I attended, which is like conference style. Because see, before that I was, I mean, at one point I was working in MNC and then I did my MBA. And then when I was working in, in virtual world, uh, it's just me and office. I mean, there is nothing else uh, external. And, this time it was like at once I'm not even, it's not only just I'm attending a conference, I am also the first speaker. <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, so I have I, a lot of that first exciting first, a lot of them has happened to me, in fact. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Some of which we don't want to, you know, touch upon. Let's forget about that. But um, also, the, also the sad situation is that here there is a crypto exchange in India, which started maybe uh, almost at the same time as Coinbase did. But because there was regulatory clarity in other countries, Coinbase ends up uh, becoming almost a $100 billion exchange and crypto exchanges in India have been throttled and not been able to create the same value. And that is something really that is tragic, uh, which has been yeah. uh, a, a consequence of the regulatory uncertainty um, in sure. India. But yeah. uh, you did recently raise a, a second round, we call it a Series A, in October mm-hmm. 2020. It was a small mm-hmm. round, $5 million. Uh, but mm-hmm. from a market investor, Tim Draper and Draper Associates, how did that happen? And uh, what's your current uh, funding uh, investment status? Okay, so uh, see, our association with uh, Tim Draper or Draper Associates it n- is not very new. So we are alumni from Boost.vc, which is uh, run by Adam Draper, who is the son of Tim Draper. Right, so that is from 2016, and then he was also a, uh, I mean, uh, Draper Associates, and I think it's DVN, which is uh, a, a bigger uh, fund uh, with the Drapers called DVN. So uh, that's actually an LP for Bloom Ventures, who is our uh, lead investor from 2016, and this time we were able to associate directly. We were able to convince that okay, we are now back in business and trying to build it 
from from where we where we left off and there was definitely a a great uh, you know belief uh, that they have taken and they usually don't invest in india uh, for I amendment mean, comes to trim draper right so uh, i think they pulled off all the investment from 20 20 years ago or something like that so where they sold all the investments to some some other company so after 20 within the last 20 years i think ours is the first uh, investment that they have done directly into india and yeah it's it's just because you know we are one of the, we are the oldest cryptocurrency exchange and they have really seen the our perseverance i guess so yeah perseverance is absolutely the right word and you also have a very famous crypto fund the digital currency group which is also mm-hmm. on your cap table how's yeah, the association yeah. been so far how's your support been so far yeah i mean see they have invested in a few hundreds of cryptocurrency exchanges and uh, new icos or uh, could be like new protocols and and such right so it, in fact uh, i never approached uh, barry for investment it's it happened that he wrote to he writes to us after 10 days after we start an exchange saying that okay we saw that and uh, um, just wanted to check if you have any funding requirements and such our initial reply was that uh, i would mean, we were already seeing some revenues because we were charging 3% as a transaction fee at that time it was still reasonable and bitcoin itself was maybe 3000 rupees or something like that so it was it was not humongous uh, right so uh, we wrote back saying that i mean we did our calculation it doesn't look like it needs funding right now and i really didn't know how exactly the startup ecosystem itself works right so uh, then we don't back saying that maybe we don't need funding we will get back and after two months or three months then uh, then another email came in saying that like how things are going up uh, like cetera so then we said okay fine let us get on a call and and that was the, i think the the easiest uh, round that we did so where we had to just say that okay this is xyz things and this is what we have done so far uh and in i think we started in december 2013 right so in in march 2014 we already had our our first round from him confirmed and it just took some time for paperwork to complete and get that money so but since then he was he is definitely a great supporter of of, of us because of whatever we do in india uh and he has been very helpful uh he has a team that also is is very helpful uh when it comes to connects to different other companies uh let's say if he's face any kind of challenges in all likelihood uh, one of the portfolio companies that he has uh, would have had some solution right so the the first time unknowns i think uh, it would be he is the best bet for us uh, to 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 approach so yeah i mean it's it's been amazing and we also had our second round of uh, fund from where when bloom ventures invested so he did his uh, part again uh, he did another 250k uh, even though the valuation went up by i think seven times at that at that time so he he still did the same amount of money so it just shows that you know uh, his his trust in uh, in the founders and the company in the country yeah Sure, and Unocoin is one of the oldest exchanges in India. You started in two thousand thirteen. Do you feel you've not been able to build on the first mover advantage vis-a-vis the competition from newer exchanges? And if not, do you do you think that there is a specific reason? Yeah, I think we are comparatively risk-averse guys. Uh, is is how I see it. Uh, so we move comparatively slower. uh than uh, than someone who is i mean because uh, we have way we have put way too much of heart into this 
um, I guess it's not like, okay, now we have money, we take the bet. If we lose it, we lose it, else we win it. I mean, it's, it's definitely not in, in, in that particular fashion. Uh, and we started as a simple buy and sell platform, not as an exchange because exchange was complicated at that time for uh, for the, the customers, right? So uh, first of all, the, the biggest question is what what is Bitcoin at the time? So uh, and explaining that itself was a was a biggest challenge. Right. And if I cannot explain it, maybe within two minutes, which was really, really tough at that point of time, uh, they said, ah, this is something uh, which is just going through the going above the head and people would just move on. And there are so many people who said that, OK, I don't understand. I don't want it kind of thing. So it's I mean, nowadays, I think this media has done enough work to tell what is Bitcoin again and again and again. And people are getting it nowadays. But 2013 was way too different than what was what we are uh, seeing right now. So since then, ours is comparatively a very uniform growth. And it could be in customer base, it could be in volumes, uh, it could be in the number of number of employees, etc. So we had, I mean, in 2018, we had that issue with, uh, with Reserve Bank of India, due to which we had to undergo two rounds of uh, cutting down our workforce. Uh, but, and but you else, actually, I just want the audience to know he means the industry, not yeah. uh, Unocoin specifically, because the entire industry had problems with RBI. Go ahead, Satya. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, at, at that time, we had to let go of some of our uh, good employees. Uh, but after things were back in 2020, uh, March, uh, we got maybe half of them back. So it just shows how much our employees love our company. So it's it's a comparatively a very uh, stable and uh, friendly environment. Uh, and we we never felt ourselves to be really aggressive. I mean, probably we may not need that as well. And uh, we are, we are uh, as of now, we are happy with the growth, but we obviously see there is some room for uh, for improvement and that, that continues to be there. So, yeah. That's how things are, and we have, and we also, you know, bother more about introducing new features on on Uno coin than just trying to add any coin uh, and say that okay, this you know, it's 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 very tricky path, it's very slippery path. Uh, so to to include a coin and take that off, and uh, we we see a lot of exchanges uh, across the world do it, right? So and then charge for listing the coin. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of you know unethical stuff for us. I, mean, I won't say unethical, but let's say it's it's so new that we don't know its consequences. So someone creates a coin out of thin air, and there is a huge percentage of it given to exchange uh, for listing it, and then they pump it uh, because the exchange listed it, and then they dump it. It's just like uh, we 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 want more universal regulation across the world. I guess yeah. I totally agree with you, and I think uh, some of us who have been older in the space have really gone through these challenges and I think our experience has made the older exchanges, you know, you, Zeppe, far more conservative than some of the newer exchanges. And I think uh, to an outsider, when they just compare volumes, these kind of very tough decisions that exchanges have to take might not be visible. But I completely agree with you that those are some of the reasons why, you know, the vol- there is a difference in the volume and the growth. And that's because of some extremely conservative decisions um, that you guys have uh, taken. And uh, we still don't know. It's still very, very new industry and how that's going to play out in the long term. What are your current uh, volumes? I tried to look up Unocoin on CoinMarketCap, but I could not find Unocoin there. If you're comfortable to share approximate current volumes, how many new users are signing up every day? I know there's a surge, but it'd be nice Mm -hmm. to know. 
Yeah, see, we are not just an exchange, right? So we are also a brokerage platform where people buy from us directly. And where people buy from us directly is what earns most of our revenues and also uh, the, the volumes. The exchange, we have it because, uh, you know, like how we see where uh, for withdrawal of crypto from one exchange to an exchange, it's like a lot of money. It could be saved if it is Bitcoin. I think today people are paying about $25 to $30. It's, it's like a... You know, a lot of and for a lot of people, their investment itself could be hundred dollars, right? So we we then felt that okay, we wanted to provide an exchange as well. But uh, we we ourselves believe that our uh, platform is more for newcomers, so who want to get involved in crypto crypto space for the for the first time, and we concentrate our highest um, on the mobile platforms where. Uh, our people utilize our uh, mobile phone app on Android or iOS, right? So due to which you know it's it, it's kind of it's it's like tilted. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't call it as like evenly spread the number of customers and such, right? So when we see close to about uh, ten thousand users or so every every week on on, on some of the good weeks, and our volumes. Uh, when if I have to include both brokerage and exchange, uh, it it will be about few millions every day, so. That's where we're positioned right now, yeah. And what are the main products that uh, Unocoin offers? Uh, I think you offer crypto lending or uh, the ability to earn interest as well. Is that a is that a yeah. one of our primary products? Uh, yeah. So initially, we started with buy and sell, and then the first product, apart from that, we introduced was systematic buying plan. So uh, it's helping customers to average the cost of Bitcoin and Ether uh, and how over does that a period work? of time. Yeah, so our customers would sign up for that particular plan by it's just a single click of the button on the app. Uh, so they would be setting the frequency, which which could be uh, daily, weekly, or monthly. And they will also have to set uh, how much money, how much in INR they want to buy the Bitcoin or Ether for. And at the frequency on the day that they would have mentioned at the, at the time of sign up for that particular product, uh, we will make their account buy that much of Bitcoin or Ether at that time, at the at the current market price of that time. So what this has helped is uh, to not bother about the price of Bitcoin because you're not buying it at once. Uh, you're just buying it at various intervals and helping yourself to average the cost of Bitcoin. So this scene doesn't, I mean, today we see that, you know, the price of Bitcoin usually won't vary more than 10% in a single day. It's like out of 100 days, maybe one or two days, it could have varied. But in 2013, 14, uh, it could have varied by 30% in a single day. And it's uh, and they are very bothered that, okay, they invest today and what if the 30% day is tomorrow where it drops by, right? So, th- so they were scared. And, and that's what made us to think that, okay, it's, it, it is something like SIP in mutual funds. Um, so yeah, we introduced this particular product and uh, till now, I think about 60,000 people, six zero, um, have signed up for this product at, at various points of time and have average of the cost of Bitcoin. And we see a lot of, uh, say it employees who sign up for this and they, they usually set for hundred rupees a day. Right. So, and they just make sure that, uh, by the first of every month, they put in 3,000 rupees and that should take care of the entire month. All right. And uh, when there are people who takes it once per month, you know, as well. So I mean, it's, it's up to it's up to the customers. It just just helps. It, it's kind of also, you know, brings some kind of financial discipline that they have committed to something and they have to they have to do that savings. Right. So it's it the the moment you say that, OK, it's optional, uh, then I mean, we don't penalize if they don't have money. But however, this kinds of uh, keeps that kind of tendency for them to make sure that they have that money 
uh, put in there. So yeah, that's about systematic buying plan. And then we introduced uh, a way for customers to recharge their mobile phone, but mobile phone as in postpaid, prepaid and DTH. So, and then there were so many freelancers who were accepted, who wanted to accept Bitcoin as a mode of payment because of uh, the savings that they could do, right? So, because wire transfers or PayPal actually had a lot of fees. So, and one of the worries for them again was that uh, they don't want to be awake midnight for the Bitcoin to come in so that they sell it, right? Because most of the times uh, it's usually the US employers who will be paying them. So we, we created this uh, amazing feature for them where we said that, okay, this is a unique address for your account. I mean, Bitcoin address for your account. Any Bitcoin comes into that account uh, will be automatically sold at current market price. Uh, so, and also the money will be sent to the bank account. Uh, so it won't be, uh, so it will not be, you know, kept as a balance in the same account. So what this meant was, uh, so he had to only share that address, unique address to his employer once. And on the other side, we had a tie-up with a company called Bitwages, right, in US. So who used to process the payrolls in Bitcoin for, for different MNCs or MNC companies. Um, so that was like a very, very wonderful tie-up. So uh, essentially what this, this did was, by the time the freelancer wakes up, he will have the money in his bank account with just 1% as a fees. And, uh, and because of the price of Bitcoin is higher in India, uh, he sometimes was ending up with more Bitcoin, I mean, more rupees. <laughs> uh, it, it was the first time where he was seeing more money coming in than what was sent. You know, that was like an amazing thing for him. So uh, then I think those are the major uh, features we built. Um, so there are more security features like, so create your own paper wallet and, and such things as well. But I think in 2018, uh, we figured out that the market in India is matured enough where uh, they can also understand what is bid order, ask order, and place and understand what is an open book uh, and place the orders and, and actually do it as like exchange. So we, we I, I think our launch of exchange was just after two months after Zeppe launched it. I guess so. I, th- I mean, I, I, I sometimes think that, uh, you know, uh, Zeppe was forced to launch exchange due to CoinX and Uno Coin was forced to launch exchange because of Zeppe. <laughs> it kind of, it, it was a kind of nice chain reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody was working on it at the same time. And it's one of those things yes. right? like everybody launches in more or less uh, uh, same, yeah, same, same time, time period, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. what about the crypto uh, lending uh, on interest product? Sure. Is that active right now? Yeah, yeah, it is. So, see, I mean, a lot of people who who are into crypto and really believe in it, uh, they will struggle with liquidity in their own lives because, uh, you know, for if, if they need it for maybe construction of a small home or it could be a marriage, it could be health issues or, or whatever, right? Uh, so then they would be forced to sell the crypto. So we have come up with this lending product where uh, with the, they can go up to 50% of the value of the crypto that they are, they are pledging or doing the collateral for. They can take take it in uh, uh, USDT, which again can be sold for INR. So they can get the rupees to their uh, bank account. And uh, then there's a small interest that we charge on top of that in USDT. And then we allow them to clear it either through easy monthly installments or uh, through flexible payments, like whenever they want to clear it. Uh, it has been quite popular. Yeah, it, it, it's been quite popular. We see a lot of, you know, for 10,000, 20,000, up to 50,000. Like th- those are the prices. I mean, those are the ticket sizes that we see the most. There are some which have gone up to 50 lakhs as well, right? So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it, it's just an easy way for, uh, and, and in the bull market, obviously people are more, uh, 
more inclined towards collateralizing the Bitcoin and getting the money instead of like selling it at once, right? So all of this has uh, given it some kind of traction. Uh, the other, uh, to balance this, on the other side, we also have uh, fixed deposits for USDT, where if our customer uses that feature and do a fixed deposit uh, for uh, three months, six months, so it's very similar to how fixed deposit in banks work. In USDT, then there is some interest we pay and there is a difference in the interest we pay on one side to the interest we charge to our customers on the other side and that becomes our revenue there. Um, so which it's like, again, you know, how the lending and borrowing happens in uh, in the banks using like their fixed deposits or collaterals. So yeah, that, that, that has seen some interest, uh, definitely not as much as we thought uh, uh, we would see, but it is uh, growing. What is the indicative interest rates that you charge or that you give on a crypto deposit? I think it goes up to 8%, uh, if I remember it right. So it goes from, uh, I mean, for different days have different interest rates, right? So if it is more than six months, I think it can go up to 7 or 8%. Yeah. And the crypto that a user would give you as a collateral against which you would give a USDT loan, what do you do with that collateral? Do you rehypothecate it or, or do no, you no, just no, lock no. it up? It, 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 will be, it will be ours. Yeah, it will be our custody. That's it. Yeah. But I mean, we don't, we don't know. So you don't take <laughs> any risk on the collateral? No way. <laughs> okay. That is, yeah. So, I mean, BlockFi has built their business on this model. Of course, they rehypothecate. So they do take more risk and they've really grown in size. I'm pretty surprised at the product has not seen more traction. I don't know whether it's a marketing issue or whether it's... A- I mean, it, it's in India, right? So in India, like, yeah. uh, it's... I mean, interest is... Uh, again, I have to see, like, so, I mean, we don't want people to lend, uh, I mean, use Bitcoin as a collateral, take money and then reinvest it to altcoins and such things, right? So uh, when it comes to BlockFi, that's what most customers does, right? So they, they keep on pledging everything to get more and more exposure to crypto. Uh, and in their case, yeah, they are like hypothecating and such. But in our case, the good thing is we have products on both sides. So, so on one side, we allow our customers to do fixed deposits. And on the other side, we use that same money. We can use the same money uh, to, to lend loans as well. Uh, so we, because we are able to manage on both sides, we don't need a third party uh, hypothecation for that. Yeah. So it's amazing. You know, a lot of people talk about what's the use case of Bitcoin. You actually got into Bitcoin because you had a specific use case of international of remittance. And then your uh, remittance product also that you mentioned is being used by freelancers. There is an actual use case, especially, uh, yeah. you know, which you mentioned, you gave both the examples. Also, you, I, th- I think you're one of the first few companies to provide a, uh, you know, point of sale um, mm-hmm. hardware or an app. Is is that product still there and uh, what's the response so far? Uh, Yeah, it's still there, but you know, we built it only for Bitcoin, right? So, and right now we know that the uh, transaction fees itself goes up to $25 to $30 at at various times. Um, And the confirmations are also a little tricky and such things. Right. So uh, we, we, we don't have it active. Uh, again, we are looking for maybe a right time to, uh, to be there because, I mean, after the Reserve Bank of India coming in and went there, like the, the, those two years, because say, at the end, the merchant uh, who used that POS terminal need the money in his bank account. Uh, so that was actually a very great success when we launched it. We had about 2,000 merchants in total uh, in India so who had signed up. And the merchants uh, really ranged from saying people who are providing server space, who are selling voucher codes for 
e-commerce websites, then bus ticketing and uh, flight ticketing systems. There was a school which was accepting Bitcoin as I mean, for, for, for fees. And yes, it's like very wide variety of uh, services and products was available at that at that time uh, so it was quite uh, successful till 2018 uh, but after that you know on one side we also keep hearing that uh, maybe it's 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 not suitable for payments in india because uh, it it means something else uh, and such so due to which we are not pushing that uh, we just have it like parked on one side uh, but yeah it, it was a very simple app uh, that uh, that the merchant could pair his device with just clicking i mean scanning a qr code and uh, all he had to do was, let's say, if someone is buying a laptop for one lakh rupees, he just have to punch in one lakh, say submit button. It shows a Bitcoin address and amount. Once it is paid, it shows uh, the payment accepted successfully, and that's it. And the merchant will have all of that money without any kind of deductions uh, in his bank account in two working hours. So that was a and you know these these uh, kind of businesses uh, when they accept credit cards right so they they actually get charged about two percent on an average and their uh profit margin itself could be about four percent okay so because uh they would have spent ninety six thousand uh to buy that laptop which that where the mrp is uh you know one lakh rupees and what this did was uh it would just double up the revenue right because they're getting all of that money kind of thing so they, they allowed the product uh, even though it's online and digital, there was no fees uh, and, and such things. Uh, yeah, we, we, we again wait for the right time to you know introduce back to the product. We continue to hope that uh, it will be really embraced at one point of time. I mean, the payments part of Bitcoin. Yeah. And that's really the sad part, right? The two years really put a pause on the exponential increase that could have happened in all of these efforts and, you know, market and demand that you were creating and the products that you were making. But in any case, what are... Uh, future plans anything new coming up any sunny bitcoin special announcement <laughs> i mean we don't usually announce before we actually launch our like about to launch thing so uh, that's how we see this but i think you know it's 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 no more say the pandora box kind of thing so where if you're a brokerage you do xyz things and that's like very well known it could be say introduction of a card through which you can spend like virtual credit cards and, and such things and lending and borrowing it's just kind of already done right so it, it could be like few few similar products on top of that and on the exchange side usual you know, progression would be more like margin lending of futures and options and derivatives and, and such things uh, so it's it, it's no more like everything is done across the world. Uh, it's 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 nothing. I mean, I don't I don't anticipate we could we can do something that has not happened anywhere. It's, it's like unlikely because everyone lot of lot of Indians use international exchanges, so it, it it's it's very very much seen, very much there already. Yeah. So I I'm assuming a virtual card, a debit card, credit card powered by crypto and derivatives is a Sunny Bitcoin special announcement. <laughs> that will be our progression if we continue to do, however, however long it takes, I don't know. Uh, but that's the that's the way we as a company would go on, on both sides. I think so. I accept that. What are some of the biggest uh, challenges you are dealing with right now? Right now, the obvious challenge is the regulatory environment, right? So, uh, every second day we have new news. Uh, we don't even understand if it is rephrasing of the old news or if there is a real news there. That's like the tricky part. And we keep on finding, is there something official announcement that is happening? And most of the times it's not. 
because this is a controversial uh, topic as seen uh, by a lot of uh, the reporters and journalists they keep digging uh, right so they keep digging and keep publishing with different different viewpoints and sometimes it's just a rephrasing of already present already old articles and such and this has kind of created um, a very uh, blurry picture uh, in the, in the eyes of a normal normal indian uh, who is generally a investor so the, so the normal investors it could be say in uh, equity mutual funds or it could be real estate and such i don't see them being involved in crypto space at all right because they would have built their own business uh, in whatever they are they are trying to do and they would have built a huge portfolio and such and they don't want something uh, like crypto which has uh, which has confusion where there are confusions in regulatory space and people who are into uh, crypto are the one uh, who are comparatively new but there are also people who have made money in crypto again okay so no one is bringing uh, tens of lakhs or crores together money uh, to just invest into into this directly it's 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 comparatively has has become rare unless he is like a super millionaire he's always yeah. say this yeah no this is absolutely a tragic uh, this is absolutely a tragic situation i just had a conversation with um, you know a friend of mine and he, he's in singapore but has big business in india and he wanted to you know he's interested in buying crypto and he just like literally mentioned when i told him that you want to buy it in india or in singapore and he's like of course you can i cannot buy it in india because it's illegal there right and i'm like no it's not <laughs> illegal there you know and, and i think you're referring to still some uh, you know newspapers and news media houses publishing the same old article with the headline that the government is looking at banning bitcoin it's some uh, anonymous source from a few months back but yeah. you seem to be a lot more uh, you seem to be a lot less convinced because all the other exchange founders i've spoken to and i've published the episodes they seem to be almost now clear with the recent statements from the finance minister and all of that that this is not uh, the legality of bitcoin should not be an issue any more in the future or rather the regulation of bitcoin i mean bitcoin is not illegal as per existing laws but you don't seem to share that view you still seem a little uh, down about it no see uh, i mean being optimistic is different and the ground reality is different is is how i say this and the ground reality i mean the people who are commenting on that i don't know to what extent they have the decision making power on their own right so it, it usually the way it happens is through committees so where there is a significant research that has happened and uh, then there is uh, you know some kind of output so i would trust those kinds of news much more when there is a committee being formed and they do the research and they come up with the similar statements so right now it's more about opinion of a few ministers few departments and uh, and how much does uh, does that have the imp- i mean that they, they, they will have impact but that alone is not sufficient i think so the, so for example how if you need to identify uh, something you will do something like survey right so you you can just say that this is a percentage split it looks like that but uh, the real ground reality is only when you do the survey so actual research on the ground should happen so there should be some department who contacts various crime departments to figure out how much of cases uh, that has happened in crypto how much the solution was there 
uh, etc so it has to go from that level right so and uh, everything should get aggregated and they have to figure out if there were uh, any significant money laundering activities that has happened uh, the fema violations if if they, if they see that the fema uh, could come into this uh, etc and then if there are any uh, say uh, non payment of income tax uh, etc so it is like so various things has to come in right it's uh, uh, opinion is different right so the person can have opinion so that that will be a little different than the reality but the reality if they are trying to pick up do it as a legislation or as a law uh, that should have the real truth in it uh, it cannot be based on opinion of one person or department yeah but don't you feel the sentiment in the government at least for the first time from very senior people this is a finance minister this is a ministry of minister of finance of state mm-hmm. these people talking positive uh, at least not negative about bitcoin yep. and crypto for the first time at least that has been a first over the last couple of months so don't you feel a little bit sure. more optimistic because of that yeah i definitely feel optimistic see but at the end of the day that is like one announcement okay and the media will cover it once but media covers negative multiple times they keeps on highlighting that this that this blah 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 hundred different things in different uh, formats right so when it comes to this common man uh, even though he understands that uh, he is listening stories on both sides so a, a common man uh, i mean just think of a common man so where he say that okay if you end up having crypto then you could go to jail uh, if you do that and and all he want to invest in this kind of uh, Uh, new industry or the any kind of cryptocurrency maybe about 50000 rupees or 1 lakh rupees because that's the, that's his kind of uh, some part of the savings he want to dedicate for this and how much will he bother about this when such kind of statements and even if i read it once uh, even if i read 10 times positive and one time negative and if that one time negative is so strong it's not worth taking that risk and putting that money and actually becoming and and whether he is thinking okay there are like 5 million people it's not like one person in the entire country i mean a common man would not really think to such extent right no, so you don't really bother about whatever it reads yeah your concern is about the impact such reporting has on the market rather than i uh, what i was trying to discuss was what do you actually think of the regulation and i totally agree it's tragic that a global asset which is priced in dollars is being prevented from being accessible to indians because if that would be more easily accessible then indians uh, potentially would have a lot more of this asset which has appreciated like uh, so much over the last few years so that's a, mm. uh, you know that's a, a tragic consequence um, of the last couple of years another issue that the indian crypto industry has dealt with is the lack of banking infrastructure that was mm-hmm. uh, and every time the volume surge uh you know banks um, shut your bank accounts and all of these issues and you actually cannot transact your cut off from the financial network there is a surge going on right now has the ground reality changed since the last cycle or is it still the same hey i think it is still the same but the good thing is there are more and more banks open to it so which means the exchanges are required to have multiple options so that they can switch the bank accounts just in case if something goes wrong at a click of a button i guess uh, but yeah like you say i think it is the volumes which is uh, one of the major triggers for them so if they are seeing like say 100 transactions of few crores each that is fine but the way it happens for a crypto exchange is uh, much smaller volumes it could go anywhere between 1000 rupees to 50 lakh rupees and there are hundreds of been like at least thousands at least thousands in every day the transactions happening it's it kind of irrespective of how the how they have set up the triggers 
uh, the trigger will uh, will will get activated <laughs> because every it it's, it's, it's yeah every trigger um, so it and then they i mean they know that we are a cryptocurrency exchange but then what happens is uh, they will again go back to legal saying that look it looks like all the triggers are active uh, to and they will go to their own uh, complaints departments and such and they say that wow oh, i mean we don't want the rbi or some other department to be angry about the bank uh, due to this maybe we just have to pass on the customer to some other bank right so and uh, then they send out the notices so it it could be the banks it could be the payment gateways and such and forget about the exchanges even customers are facing the problem so now it is where uh, they they i mean even though the supreme court have abolished that particular notice from rbi to the banks uh the banks have not really updated their records i guess so where they keep on saying that uh the the there is like a side note or there will be like a warning some important message kind of thing that you should not be involving in cryptocurrency activities using this bank account else it will be terminated without any kind of warnings blah blah, blah. it's at at the end what is the impression that a customer got right so if the bank is saying no it means maybe it should not be done uh, because It, it bank is not a business in india bank is about a trust in india right so uh people have extreme amount of trust in the in the banks and that's how like the entire country is built up uh so if the bank is saying no then we should not so and it's not only they are sending these kinds of warnings to the people who have done it but for everyone uh so as a common man i think uh, it's the, the information that is reaching him is is very i mean very negative lot of times but still the exchange volumes like i mean you know all the other exchanges are doing you know 100 million 50 million a day so mm-hmm. is there a change in the indian crypto user behavior uh, since the last couple of months uh, are you seeing any new trends especially after the slightly more positive statements uh, from the government and the price going up i think i have seen more positive sentiment because of elon musk i guess so when when he comes up with those statements and there are way too many people who believe in saying that okay the it could be tesla it could be spacex or a few other things that he does right so there is a lot of following and uh, and whoever some people of the fence uh, who still don't want to jump uh, into this entire like crypto industry right so they would have taken the leap of faith that okay at least worldwide it's happening and uh, tesla is holding that and micro strategy is holding that and few other different companies are holding that so they want uh, some kind of exposure as well and they've jumped in right so when it comes to the government sentiments like i said it sometimes comes up uh, there will be some surge but i cannot really see uh, anything significant happening because there, there there was some kind of comments on a particular day so there will be some but nothing significant and then it will i mean then we also see a lot of variation in number of signups because of the price of bitcoin right so uh, if it is going down there are signups because people want to sell if they're going up very very fast then people want to buy so uh, that uh, and it it kind of way too many factors influencing the number of signups due to which you cannot really uh, you know distinguish what what exactly is for what uh, but the good thing is the the industry have have uh, you know gained lot of momentum since one since one year and it is going in very positive direction yeah so there is a surge of users since one year even on uno coin like other exchanges yeah, yeah surely yeah any plans to expand outside india 
right now we feel that India is our home base, right? So, and uh, we are good at what we do here. Uh, we continue to have some options open, uh, but it also about how much time we can dedicate uh, in other countries. And also we need a right partner in those countries uh, who can help us other things. And when it comes to crypto, it's just that we are being very cautious uh, before we just accept any kind of partnerships, I guess. But yeah, I mean, we have some plans, but right now, yeah, India continue to be our focus. So no Sunny Bitcoin special announcement on the next country. <laughs> <laughs> Only India, I know. <laughs> uh, and what mm-hmm. do you think of the current Bitcoin price in its price cycle? What do you think of uh, any price predictions for 2021? I mean, in 2020, when the price started going up, I felt like uh, 2016. And I felt that 2018 is yet to happen, 2017 is yet to happen. So the one that is happening right now looks more like 2017, right? So uh, we definitely will see the corrections, uh, no matter what, irrespective of how much money comes in, uh, whoever, uh, whichever company, you know, backs it up and such things. But the question is like, when, when will that correction happen, right? So we have seen those kinds of correction happening in the month of December and January. So if that is true this year as well, maybe we are uh, still up for a ride for another uh, six, seven months. Uh, I guess it, it, it looks like that. So we will eventually have to see. Uh, but if we say 2022, 2023, it, it could be some part of downtrends, uh, very possibly. But at which level, that depends upon to what level it goes up this year. So. Yeah, I do think that uh, this cycle could be different um, just because of the... Uh, you know, participation by institutional investors. And of course, you cannot predict short-term price movements and stuff. Um, But I think more and more, I'm kind of feeling that there is a supply shock uh, and the demand from institutional investors is unprecedented. So just for example, today we reported a Japanese video uh, publisher buying Bitcoin for $100 million. If in 2017, the number of individual retail users would have to buy Bitcoin for $1,000, that would be 100,000 new users would have to come on board and where this is just Mm. one entity uh, coming in and creating that kind of a demand. So we, at least Bitcoiners like me, are calling it, um, uh, you know, the possibility of a super cycle, uh, which, uh, you know, Dan Held kind of originated, but you seem a lot more conservative. What are your views about Bitcoin versus other cryptos like ETH, Ripple? Um, What do you believe in the other, the altcoin market? I do to some extent because they have a specific use case, um, I think. So when it comes to the market, so like I said, uh, as of now, we're in the bull cycle, right? So to, to what extent it keeps going uh, positive before it starts having any kind of corrections is, is still unknown. But in looking at the history, it could be Jan Feb, uh, right? So or maybe take December chat uh, at least. And there are definitely some uh, shortcomings when it comes to Bitcoin, right? It, it could be say, smart contracts that we have seen, or it could be NFT. So there are some protocols which are built on top of Bitcoin, which are kind of supporting it. But there are also the individual protocols which specialize in it, right? So it's, it's like different uh, is how I see it, right? So, uh, and then we have uh, various altcoins. It's not like Ether alone. I was just more looking at this Dogecoin. It's, uh, it, it looks very, you know, different. I think uh, there's, there's something which was a joke at one point of time. I mean, actually, it's making sense to me uh, eventually because uh, of the, I mean, when you need to buy something uh, small, right? So the Bitcoin is obviously no more option. And Bitcoin is, is, is more got like the gold status. You really need something very cheap 
uh, that you'll be able to transact with close to zero transaction fees and, and such things to actually make it happen. So it looks like maybe the Dogecoin will f- fill that place. Another good thing about Dogecoin is, uh, from what I remember, there was nothing like pre-mining, uh, which was like completely written to the founders or team or something like that. It was more universally spread. And that is kind of important as well, right? So nowadays, a lot of the new tokens that we see, uh, less than half of them will be in circulation. Uh, remaining will be with the founders, advisors, the investment team, and such things, right? So it, it kinds of uh, makes the uh, it, it it it's like a very uh, tilted market, if you have to put it that way. Yeah. Don't you think layer two technologies on Bitcoin would be better suited to solve some of these payment network issues, which you are saying that uh, could be filled by coins like Dogecoin or Litecoin? Yeah, definitely it will be, but it is not. Uh, taking off the way the way we were thinking it could be say lightning network right so i mean how many wallets exist on the mobile phone that, uh, which can actually support i think maybe like two or three but when there are hundreds of them when it when it is actually normal bitcoin and such and when it and ether got in much faster uh, etc as, as, as well um, then we had litecoin and then we had bitcoin cash so there are like multiple uh, of these things have taken away uh, specific uh, use cases uh, for 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 these kinds of cryptocurrencies and the bitcoin is more like a mammoth it 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 is moving slow and what do you think of the latest nft craze uh, you you called it craze i think so as well <laughs> Uh, so, I didn't realize uh, I did that. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, I, I sometimes don't get that particular concept where, okay, you have a painting, you're burning the painting and creating it to your token and then you hold the token and such. Um, but what I believe probably is the right way that the NFT can have you know, more meaningful is uh, like certificates, right? So, uh, so whoever is the owner of the painting should own the painting and also a token which was created by the creator of that painting so that um, someone tomorrow cannot create a fake painting and sell it saying it virginal because then he will not be able to transfer the token inside. So that is where I think there is uh, some kind of uh, value. But that is, I mean, people could call it as a huge market for, and it's a craze, uh, like ICO craze or a DeFi craze or anything like that. It's just like a craze time. Uh, but I don't anticipate that to be a very big market. I don't think so. Sometimes I am really sympathetic to people who are new to the crypto space and look at all of these options of Bitcoin and ETH. And even between, you know, old coiners like us, we have absolutely different opinions on the industry that we've been a part since seven years. And I, mm-hmm. I, it's, 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 so in the end, it's like, you know, do your own research, form your own conviction. And that's a, that's still a tragedy. I mean, it's still years before some of these things will settle down. But um, Satvik, before we wrap up, uh, where can users find you and where can they find UnoCoin? Yeah, I'm, I mean, my Twitter DMs are open. So at the rate Satvik, S-A-T-H-V-I-K-V. And UnoCoin is UnoCoin. It could be safe on the websites.com, else it's the app. Uh, the Twitter is at UnoCoin. Instagram is, I mean, all of our social media is UnoCoin. We were lucky because uh, we don't need to say UnoCoin official, UnoCoin India. So those things were not required for us. <laughs> it's it's really UnoCoin, yeah. It could be Instagram or uh, Telegram or anywhere, yeah. Perfect. Satvik, um, I know you personally since years now and we've seen some really challenging times together and we have been uh, the torchbearers 
uh, and very lonely torch bearers of the Indian crypto industry, especially in the early years, like 2000, 2014, 2015, Mm -hmm. you deserve the recognition to be among the first few entrepreneurs to bring Bitcoin for the first time in India and the oldest one to continue to do so. So kudos (laughs) to you for hanging in there and surviving through some of the most challenging experiences any entrepreneur could have witnessed and Unocoin still continues to be a leading player in spite of that. Satvik, thank you for doing this and thank you for coming on Sunny Bitcoin. Yeah, thank you. Nice talking to you on the show and nice meeting you after such a long time. Thank you. 